How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 3 of the Superpower Newscast. I'm your host, Owen Pasai, and today's a quite exciting day. Not because of today's episode, which is definitely quite cool, but because of everything that's going to happen in next week's episode, which is probably my most excited episode so far. So, we have two... Before we get into this video, I would like to announce the next two episodes that are going to be happening, both of which I am quite excited about. Next week is going to be the Spider-Man Far From Home spoiler review, so definitely be on the lookout for that. And then a couple days after, because I want to get this one out as soon as all the news drops, we're going to be having a Comic-Con news wrap-up. So everything involving Marvel and DC heroes that is announced during Comic-Con will be put into a, the second next episode. With all that in mind, if you enjoy this episode, don't forget to like the podcast and follow me on Twitter at SuperpowerNewscast57. And with all that out of the way, let's get right into today's Superpower Newscast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the third episode of Superpower Newscast. I'm your host, Owen Pasai, and I hope your day is going very, very well. With all of the intro and everything underway and dealt with, we're 21 seconds in, and I think now is a very good time to get started with the news. So, starting off... It has been announced that Tommy Merlin and Adrian Chase are going to be back for the 8th season of Arrow. But it's been hinted that it will be with a twist? Question mark? My expectations or suspicions for this are that at the end of Arrow season 8, Oliver goes off with the Monitor to explore the multiverse before everything that's going to happen in Crisis. My expectation is that he finds doppelgangers of them on different Earths, and that will be a very interesting thing, to say the least. The one thing I'm not sure about is what's going to be happening back on Earth, because we know that Felicity won't be appearing in this season. However, we do know that people like Dig are. So it'll be very interesting to see how they um, split everything up. Also, the actor for Mia Smoke has been promoted to a series regular for the 8th season of Arrow. So everything happening with the Flash Forwards is going to be quite interesting, especially seeing how all of that will be affected by Crisis on Infinite Earths. Set photos from the set of the Black Widow solo film have confirmed Taskmaster as the villain for the Black Widow film. That'll be interesting if it actually does happen, because Taskmaster is... Well, he's been a very interesting villain throughout the history of Marvel. It'll really depend how this character plays out, if this movie is set before Avengers 1, during the five-year stinch between that happened in Endgame, or any other time in the MCU. My thoughts are that it will most likely be a prequel movie that happens 
it'll have all of the stuff from the flashbacks that we saw in Age of Ultron. And it will also probably have the more recent stuff leading up to her in the Avengers. I'm assuming that Hawkeye will probably be in the movie, even though he's not in the title and it's a Black Widow film. It'll be most still mostly be a Black Widow film, but I don't know how they could really do that without showing her relation with Quint Clint. Endgame will be available on digital HD starting starting on July 30th, followed by a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD release on August 13th. Just figured I'd drop that in there as it has been announced, and anybody who wants to pick up Endgame should definitely do so. And then, finally, um, before we get into the main topic for today, since it does have to do with the main topic, I'm going to look ahead at the movies that have been confirmed for the DCEU calendar, because they're not, what are we going, that is not what is going to be talked about in today's main topic. So looking ahead at the calendar, we have Joker, expected for October 10th, 2019, coming right up, Birds of Prey, coming out February 7th, 2020, and Wonder Woman 1984, coming out June 5th, 2020. With all that news out of the way, now seems like a great time, on to the main topic, which today is going to be expectations and wants for movies that are coming out in Marvel and DC in the next five years. On to the main stuff, because that's what you're here for. Alright, so... The way we're going to run through this is we will start with the expectations for Marvel and move into the expected movies for DC. Then we'll go to the wanted movies for Marvel and end off with the wanted movies for DC. Now, before we get started, I would like to issue a spoiler alert for Spider-Man Far From Home because it is an awesome movie with some great twists and turns. And if you haven't seen it yet, definitely go check it out. So I'm going to give you a second to pause this video, go watch the movie, and come back and finish listening. And alright. So, we're going to start off with movies that we expect Marvel to put out in the next five years. This is due to either how well their other movies have done, some set photos that have been leaked, dropped, the fact that these movies have been basically announced, or the fact that casting has started for these movies. First up is Black Widow, the Black Widow solo film, which I mentioned earlier. I don't have really too many comments on this. With shooting already in progress and behind-the-scenes photos being dropped, it has made me quite excited with this movie, especially if Taskmaster is going to be in it. I'm not expecting a trailer at Comic-Con, obviously, but I'm expecting a trailer that's probably dropping around November this year. With kind of what I mentioned earlier, kind of talks about this, I'm expecting Hawkeye to be in the movie, even if they haven't announced him yet. Um, Samuel L. Jackson says that Nick Fury is not in the film as of far, but that could easily change. And yeah. This is going to be a very interesting movie. I really hope they explore Budapest, because, you know, what happens in Budapest stays in Budapest. And yeah. Not too much to say about that. There's more that I want to talk about on the other ones. So we're going to move on to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, 
which some people are happy about this, some people are sad about this. James Gunn has announced is not going to be named as Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, whether that is because Thor is not going to be in it, or because that's just a bad name that he doesn't like, I'm not completely sure. But either way, they finally got James Gunn back, so hopefully this will all come full circle. I'm not exactly kind of sure what will happen in this third movie, though. It'll be interesting to see ha how half the team recovers from the blip, and I am also really hoping that Thor will be in Guardians, although I'm not sure how that would work. It'll be great to see. Um, I'm assuming I'm probably going to find a Gamora for the team, especially since the scene at the end of Endgame where Thor goes onto the ship shows Peter searching for the 2014 Gamora. I'm not sure which one will be in it, but they can't have a Guardians movie without Gamora, whether it be the 2014 or the 2018 one. Other things that could happen, um, I'm not sure if they're going to put Adam, because Adam Warlock was teased from the Golden Lady, can't remember her name, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, when she has the big golden sarcophagus thing, is like, I think I'll call it Adam. And everybody was super excited about that, because we weren't sure if that meant Adam Warlock was going to be in Infinity War. Obviously, that didn't happen. So, it looks like, from everything that's happened so far, Adam Warlock is going to be maybe a villain in Guardians 3. Although I could totally see Adam Warlock's character betraying the Golden People and siding with the Guardians. And that would be a very interesting turn. However, going back to Gamora, people have been talking about how, oh, Cap time-traveled back and reversed things, so Gamora isn't really dead, blah blah blah. I can see Marvel making that work, but in my head right now, I'm not exactly sure how I would play that. Obviously, Marvel is much better at planning movies than I am, so I can totally see them doing that really well. James Gunn has not disappointed us with the past two Guardians, so I see no reason to doubt him now. Um, another movie on the expect list is Black Panther 2. Now this is one that I am quite excited about, it'll be really interesting to see this. With how Black Panther 1 was such a huge success, it was really inevitable that this movie was going to happen. Sorry. I only have two kind of iffy ideas of what the plot of this movie would be. The first one I'm super excited about. The second one, not really, but if, even if none of them happen, I'm still super excited to see what Marvel would do. However, the first plot that I think would be great is something that was kind of hinted at in Endgame. Now, people have been talking about this since Endgame came out, and I kind of wanted to cover it, but I feel like this is a better place to do it. So, during the holographic meeting in Endgame, they mention underwater earthquakes off the coast of Africa. And one of the huge storylines in the comic books has been the ongoing battle between Atlantis and Wakanda. And if Atlantis comes into the MCU, that means Namor could come into the MCU. And if Namor comes into the MCU, that means the Fantastic Four could come into the, come into the MCU. And that just blows my head. I will talk about the Fantastic Four on my Marvel want list, but that's not coming up for a bit. Either way, 
I do feel like it's more likely that Namor is going to be introduced in a Fantastic Four movie, but Atlantis vs. Wakanda would be an amazing movie to see. And with everything that's happened so far, I can totally see that happening. Either way, the second plot that I can see is a movie that is more like Ant-Man and the Wasp, where it's more focused on Black Panther and Shuri. Maybe Shuri gets her own suit. I'm more iffy on this one, but either way, I could totally see this working. Especially after all the events of Endgame. It'd be interesting to see how Okoye, who is almost a member of the Avengers, she was working with... Um, Oh, she was working with War Machine, I think. I'm pretty sure it was War Machine she was working with. With everything that was happening in Endgame. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. And the second last movie that I have on my Marvel expect list is Captain Marvel 2. Captain Marvel 2. After the way we left her at the end of Endgame, and where we saw the scrolls at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home... I'm not completely sure where in the timeline this movie will be placed. Before Far From Home, I was 100% positive that this movie was just going to take place after the first Captain Marvel and deal with her fighting the Kree and finding the Skrulls a new home. With the plot twist at the end of Far From Home, I'm no longer sure that that will happen. Because Talos, when he was talking with uh, Maria Hill, who is not Maria Hill, and Talos, who's disguised as Nick Fury, but he wasn't actually Nick Fury. They were discussing Kree sleeper cells. That means that in 2023, which is when these Marvel movies are taking place now due to the snap, the Kree are still around. That means that after Captain Marvel 1, she didn't go up, go off, go off and blow them all up. That means that created a lot of huge potential for Captain Marvel to take place in current time in the MCU. Well, Endgame present time, which is 2023. However, I am still leaning towards this taking place after the first one. Because as much as I would like to see... Well, it's I'm leaning towards this taking place after the first one, because I feel like they're not going to leave that as a cliffhanger. However, something that actually just occurred to me is that this is kind of a more meta thing, but they're not going to have Brie Larson cut her hair for Endgame and then immediately have her back to long hair in Captain Marvel. That's a little bit more meta and less kind of space alien-y, but I feel like that's actually a pretty good point. I'm not sure if Marvel... I'm not sure if Brie Larson would even just cut her hair for Endgame and then have to go back to full-grown hair for Captain Marvel 2. Hmm. I'm not sure. We'll have to see what happens. And the final movie on my Marvel expect list is probably the one that's happening soonest after Black Widow, which is The Eternals. So I haven't read too many Eternals comics. I've only read one or two. But from what I have read, they're a very interesting species. So, the Eternals were created with the Deviants as kind of the Celestials' first run of Earth. Now, eventually they didn't work out. Humans were created as well. But 
the Eternals and the Deviants have kind of had an ongoing battle. The Eternals are immortals with superpowers, and the Deviants are just kind of creepy creatures. I'm not really well versed on this, if you can't tell. But, it'll be... Marvel has... They haven't confirmed it, but they've already begun casting, and plots are being thrown around for an Eternals movie. And... Oh, wow, I'm blanking. Sorry. And Kevin Feige has determined... Not determined. <sighs> Kevin Feige has announced that Eternals is definitely something high on their list. So, with everything happening and Nowhere being the head of a Celestial, I'm not sure if that'll be brought into it at all, but Nowhere is the head of a Celestial. I'm not sure if all of the stones being destroyed is going to affect this, but I feel like that might be why everything's happening. My guess of sort of a plotline for the Eternals movie is that the stones have been destroyed, that upset the balance in the universe, and the Celestials are here to correct it. Starting by almost maybe the 50-year test that has been shown in some comic series before. See if the humans are worthy of staying around. That'd be interesting. So, of course, there are so many different storylines you could run with the Eternals. I'm obviously not that well-versed to be creating them, seeing as I've only read one or two comics on them. If you guys have any more... If you guys have actually suggestions of Eternals comics I should read, please let me know, because I do want to look into reading more of them. But, moving into DC... I'm not going to be talking about Joker, Birds of Prey, and Wonder Woman, because those have been announced and have set dates, and I'm more looking at stuff that we're expecting and wanting. Of course, that could be taken in different terms, but basically I'm not going to be talking about Joker, Birds of Prey, and Wonder Woman, because those movies are already in production, and, well, I'm just going to leave them where they are. However, the first movie on my DC expect list is The Batman. They've cast Robert Pattinson. I really agree with that choice of Cedric Diggory from The Goblet of Fire. And the guy from Twilight. I haven't watched Twilight. I just know him as Cedric Diggory. Either way, I feel like Robert Pattinson would be great at showing the less... Not saying he's not, like, a buff and a good fighter for Batman, but showing more of the tactical side, the smarter, more technological side of Batman. Something that the previous actor did not do quite as good a job of showing. Although I did like him. He was a very good Batman. I'm blanking on his name. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. <laughs> Either way, the Joker from the movie that's coming in October. Depending on the success... I feel like the Joker might have a very good place in the Batman movie. I'm not sure if they would just jump right to him, or if the Batman does well in another Batman movie, then use the Joker. But it all depend on... Well, they said... I know I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but it's hard not to talk about the Joker when you're talking about Batman. And something that has been announced on the Joker is that there is... His storyline is not going to follow anything that has been talked about in the comics up to this point. So, depending on the success of the Joker movie, and where the character is at the end of it, I feel like it would be possible for him to show up in the Batman. 
I'm not sure if they would actually do that, but I feel like it is possible and something that I would be very interested in seeing. Another thing that would be very interesting to see is a Batman and Catwoman romance story from the recent comics. Now, that's not something high on my want list, but I feel like it's something that is definitely possible. I'm not sure if Catwoman's going to be in the Birds of Prey movie. The only person I know for sure is going to be is Black Siren, or sorry, Black Canary, and Harley Quinn. However, if Catwoman winds up being in the Birds of Prey movie, it would be very interesting to see if they could develop that, the romance between the recent comics between Batman and Catwoman. I'm not sure if I would be super excited for that to happen, but it's definitely something that's possible. However, I feel like the main thing that's going to happen in this Batman movie is they're going to take a bunch of Batman's villains. They're going to take, like, maybe Mr. Freeze, Penguin, Poison Ivy, so on, so on. Hint at them. And then take... I'm going to use Raja Ghoul. But I don't think they're going to do that, seeing as he's already been used in Arrow recently. For example, something like what happened in Batman Begins. They're not going to use Raja Ghoul. I'm just going to say it right here. They're not going to use Raja Ghoul. He's been used in Arrow, and he was used in Batman Begins. They're not going to use him in the new Batman movie. But I feel like a character like Mr. Freeze, who actually is one of my favorite Batman villains. I'll talk about that later. But I feel like it would be very interesting to have hints at these earlier villains. Hints at people like Mr. Freeze, Penguin, and... How would I explain this? I have the idea in my head. They would hint at them throughout the movie and only have one big bad, but in the following Batman movies, or in the following Batman and somebody else movies, they would have these characters that were hinted at and then have all the payoff work. I feel like that would work. You guys tell me what you think. Either way, the second movie on the expect list for DC is Suicide Squad 2. Directed by James Gunn. Well, however, this all kind of depends. In my opinion, this all depends on what happens in the Birds of Prey film. Besides the obvious fact of Birds of Prey being a team-up film, and hopefully showing Suicide Squad how to correctly do team-up films, Harley Quinn was probably the best, at least most important character in the first Suicide Squad film. I'm not exactly sure what James Gunn is going to do with it, but whatever he does is most likely going to involve Harley Quinn. So, we're going to need to see what Birds of Prey does with her character. However, I am quite excited to see what the genius behind Guardians of the Galaxy can do with this team. I hesitated a bit before calling it a team, but it, it, is, it is a team, and we'll see what they can do. I'm not going to say too much on that because I don't want to get into a super controversial topic. I'll save that for when we have another person here to do controversy with. But the last movie on my DC expect list is Aquaman 2. And I'm not talking about that trench spin-off everybody keeps mumbling about. I'm waiting to see some confirmation on that. I feel like even though it was a spur of the moment thing after Aquaman came out, it's not actually going to happen. I might get proven wrong about that, but cross your fingers. What will happen in Aquaman 2? So, 
The fact that at the end of the first Aquaman, his jerk brother was taken and locked up, and Aquaman said, when we have time, we'll talk. I feel like his character might play like a Loki role in the Aquaman Atlantis kind of universe. The kind of person who's in jail for most of the movie, kind of like Thor the Dark World almost. He's in jail for most of the movie, and then he breaks him out to help him stop something. I feel like that's something I could do. Also, the Easter egg at the end of Aquaman was that scene with Black Manta, so he's not dead. He has a very good chance of returning. So, however, whatever happens, I'm excited to see what they can do with Aquaman 2. Because the first Aquaman was a very good film. Probably, it was DC's, it was the proof that DC can make a good movie. It kept a lot of people, it was the movie that a lot of people were going to go to and be like, if this is bad, I'm just not going to any more DC. And it just destroyed their expectations. It was really, really good. At least it did for me. And that's what it did for most of our friends. So, no, it was a very good movie. But that winds down our expects. Now down to my favorite part of this is the want list. These are the movies that, yeah, sure, it takes a lot of work to make them happen. But these are the movies that I want to see. I have a lot more Marvel than I have DC. But, you know, that's how it works. So, starting off on my Marvel want list is... Professor Hulk. Yeah. Out of all the movies on this list, due to the Universal deal, Professor Hulk is the least likely to happen. However, it would be great to finally see another Hulk movie. Especially one based around my favorite version of the Hulk. Now, the first time that I saw Endgame, I wasn't really sure what I thought of Professor Hulk. However, after seeing Endgame, Professor Hulk is... My, one of my favorite characters in the MCU, which is big. Professor Hulk is, I've read a bunch of his comics, he's a very deep character. It takes a lot of understanding, and I feel like they could do a very good film involving him in the MCU. The post credit scene of Endgame on the re-release had a Hulk scene where you can see him saving somebody and then talking to the police. And I feel like a movie like that, where everybody's surprised that this big raging monster they were was talking about is now smart and he's talking and he's helping people without destroying everything. I feel like that'd be a very good movie to see. I'm just not exactly sure where in the timeline I would place this movie. In my opinion, I would probably put it in the five-year gap in Endgame and show how he managed to become Professor Hulk. However, it could also easily be placed after all of the events that happened in Endgame. Maybe showing how he helps create the new Avengers team. This could be a movie that comes out maybe a year or two before the next Avengers 5. Because there's no way they're done with the Avengers. I don't have any Avengers movies on this list because I'm not looking that far ahead. But I feel like whatever happens, Professor Hulk will definitely be a founding member of the new Avengers team. The next movie on my Marvel want list is Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. Now, yes, I'm aware that Ant-Man is not high on the top hit list of everyone's favorite heroes. However, both he and the Wasp are both high on the top list of mine. 
After everything that happened in Endgame, with Cassie growing up over the five-year gap, it is quite possible that there could be three shrinking heroes in the next Ant-Man movie. Especially with all the talk that happened in Ant-Man and the Wasp, with Cassie wanting to be Scott's partner. Whatever happens, it'll be very interesting to see what they do with the next villain, and see what happens with Hank and Janet. Are they, like, retired now? Or are they still helping out? Not really sure. Also, it's possible we could get a chance return of Ghost as an anti-hero, kind of like Punisher now. Maybe not as a full anti-hero. I, I feel like she's not going to go Punisher level, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't really have... Unlike the expect list, we've kind of gotten some news about it. I don't have much information on these. Uh, so the want list, even though they have technically more movies, I don't have as much to talk about with them. But next up on my want list are the three movies that are finally, finally going to happen in the Marvel Universe. Not sure when, not sure where, but I'm just going to tell them all right now and then I'll explain them in a little bit more detail. The next three movies are Fantastic Four, X-Men, and Spider-Man 3. Finally! <laughs> okay. Calm down a bit. We'll start off by talking about Fantastic Four. Marvel has a perfect... Right now, they have set up a perfect entry point for the Fantastic Four to enter the Marvel Universe. Let me picture this. Thanos came and went. All of the events of Endgame has happened. The five years have passed. What are the humans of Earth looking to do? As we saw on the TV in Far From Home, nobody knows where the Avengers are. Like, the kid was... Are the Avengers... Like, we don't even know what these guys are. Is there, is there, are the Avengers even a thing now? Sorry, that's a terrible imitation. But either way, nobody knows where the Avengers are. So... People of Earth are going to be looking ahead. They're going to be looking at space, looking to explore it. And who better to pilot one of those spacecraft than Reed Richards, Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, and Ben Grimm. They go into space, get struck by the cosmic rays, and become the Fantastic Four. That sets up a Doctor Doom movie later. Oh, there's so much stuff that they could do with Fantastic Four. And they have a perfect entry point right now. Ah, super excited for them. Now, the X-Men, which are who I'm going to talk about next, do not have such a perfect entry point into the Marvel Universe. There are many things they could do. Like, I can see things happening with people got affected by the snap and caused their mutations. Mutants have actually been around the whole time. There's plenty of things they could do with the mutants. I'm just not sure how many of them we put into cinematography. Like, how would they show the snap turning people, activating people's mutant genes? I'm not sure, but I 100% trust everybody at Marvel that they are not going to screw up Endgame as badly as Fox did. Why did they say they're going to screw up Endgame? I 100% trust that Marvel is not going to screw up the X-Men as badly as Fox did. I'm quite excited to see what they can do with that, but the main thing, the 100% thing that I want, if Marvel, when Marvel does an X-Men film, 
they need to do what they did with Spider-Man and turn the cartoon theme into an epic theme for the intro. And I'll leave you with that. That is 100% what needs to happen. No argument. And the third movie that was on my list of big things that I want was Spider-Man 3, probably named Going Home Again, or something that has to do with home. Either way, the mid credit scene of Far From Home leaves Spider-Man in a very precarious position. His identity has been revealed, and he's being framed for all the destruction in London. However, the information in the mid credit scene was from the controversial nurse site, The Daily Bugle, and had the best cameo since the last Stan Lee cameo. And, well, I'll talk more about that in my Far From Home spoiler review coming next week. Either way, Spider-Man is not in a very good position right now. I mean, his character, the person of Spider-Man, is not in a very... He's not in the position that he wants to be in. Us, as moviegoers, are very excited to see what's happening with Spider-Man now. However, he, as a character, is not where he wants to be. He finally got the girl, and now he's being framed for murder. Yay! Either way, I'm very excited to see what Marvel will do with the third Spider-Man film. The fact that Spider-Man is now a legal public enemy could lead to him needing a lawyer. Hmm. What are some good lawyer firms? Oh, I know. Nelson and Murdoch, attorneys at law. Hmm, I wonder what could happen with that. Hint, 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 hint. Anyway, another... The second last movie on my list is New Asgard. Now, New Asgard, in my opinion, would be an awesome movie to see. I would love to see more interactions between Korg, Meek, and Valkyrie, which is the new Queen of Asgard. And their interactions, I feel, would be awesome to see. There are many adventures I would like to see them go on, and this is also a great opportunity to introduce new characters in the land of Asgard. People that might have been overshadowed by Thor, but now that we're just having an all-around new Asgard film, they could star. I'm very excited to see what could happen with that. Thor had long been one of my favorite characters, and I love the fact that his whole Asgardian, they lost half their population, they lost half their population again. I love that they're all kind of settling in, and I hope that everything works out. A new Asgard film, I feel, would also be a different type of MCU film, because even though, like, Valkyrie is a very skilled fighter, and Korg and Meek are aliens, they're, none of them are superheroes. They're just all kind of people in a population, except for Valkyrie, who's the queen. I feel like it'd be a very interesting kind of movie to do, kind of like Inhumans would have been if that movie ever actually got made. Anyway, the final movie on my Marvel want list is Secret Wars. And before I go, actually, I'll talk about this afterwards. Secret Wars is my second favorite crossover event in the Marvel comics. Second only to the Infinity War. If you don't know the storyline, the basis is a person, a very powerful guy named the Beyonder, takes a bunch, a lot, almost all of the superheroes from Earth, and a bunch or a lot, almost all of the supervillains from Earth, and puts them on a planet 
and makes them fight each other to win ultimate power. Now, obviously, this doesn't work out well for him, as Doctor Doom decides, hey, it would be a great idea if I rose up, challenged the Beyonder, beat him, and took all of his power. And yeah, that all happens. Anyway, it's a very exciting storyline. If you haven't read it, you should definitely go check it out. Super exciting and a great crossover. I would love to see them do this in film. Although, I'm not quite sure if this is how it would happen. This is, also, this is also a way that they could introduce the Fantastic Four and the X-Men into the MCU. They could be just showing us the perspective of the Avengers team, and then suddenly they all get transported in beams of light to a new planet, and suddenly they're surrounded by the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. They're like, who are you? Who are you? Everybody's like, who are you? Who are you? And the villains are all like, we're going to kill you all. Ha 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 That's probably not going to happen. Either way, that would still be a very cool thing to see. And Secret Wars is one of my big wants for the MCU. After Infinity War, it is my favorite crossover in the comics. So I'm hoping that something happens with that. But moving back on to DC... Let's look at my want list here. Let's start off with Mr. Freeze. I mentioned we would talk about this again, but Mr. Freeze has long time been one of my favorite Batman villains. I just think his character arc is awesome. His powers are cool. I always really like the ice kind of powers, the ice gun and things. And I feel like that if the Joker solo movie does well, it would be a very cool movie to see. I'm sorry, why did I do that? That makes it just as bad as the old Batman films. Oh my gosh. Ah! Either way, I feel like if the Joker does well, and DC's like, oh man, we can make more of these solo villain movies. Mr. Freeze it would be up on my big list of movies that I want to see. Or even if they don't want to just a solo Mr. Freeze movie, they could do like a Mr. Freeze and Penguin movie. And how insane would that be? Although, there is the line in Justice League where Alfred says, one does miss the time where one's biggest problems were exploding wind-up penguins. So that kind of shows that if they do a Penguin or Mr. Freeze movie, it could be set before Justice League. Which could explain why Batman looks different than he does in Justice League. Oh my gosh, I'm creating a new continuity! Ah! Moving along. Um, the second movie on my DC want list is The Flash. Now, out of the Arrowverse TV shows, The Flash is my all-time favorite. He's my favorite DC hero. He has awesome powers, awesome villains, and amazing TV show. I also really liked the Barry Allen that they showed in Justice League, and I want to see him in a movie that does him justice. I'm not quite sure what they would do for villains, though. I'm pretty sure they would probably use Captain Cold, because he was a big hit on the TV show, and he's a great all-around, he's a very iconic Flash villain. And I would love to see Reverse Flash. Although, I don't think I want to see Reverse Flash. Because no version of the Reverse Flash 
is going to beat the amazing, the mentality, the mind of the Eobor Thawn that we saw in season one and season six, or season five, of the Flash TV show. They're not going to be able to, in a two and a in a two to two and a half hour movie, show Eobard Thawn in what he deserves to be shown. And as much as I love the Reverse Flash as a villain, he's probably one of my all-time favorite villains, just all around of all time. Maybe top five. I don't think that I want to see him in a Flash film. but it, Because I feel that... There's just no possible way that a movie could do him justice. The TV show was able to because they showed his growth and his plan as it evolved over the seasons. A movie can't do that. That is why I feel like Captain Cold would be much cooler, cooler, to see in a Flash film. Uh, another movie on my DC want list is Man of Steel 2. This will all depend if Henry Cavill wants to continue playing Superman. I feel like if they made him the right deal and showed him the right script, he would be he would agree to do so. And if he does, the main person that I want to see in a Superman film is Bizarro. Bizarro is one of my favorite Superman characters, and I'm not saying villains, and I'm not saying heroes, because Bizarro is just bizarre, really. He's a very interesting character, and I think it would be cool to see how they could put someone like Bizarro into a movie. He's a duplicate version of Superman. However, I don't know if DC would be willing to do the whole, oh, we think Superman's bad again, because that kind of crashed and burned for them last time when they said, oh, everybody thinks Superman's bad. So if they're going to do Bizarro in uh, Man of Steel 2, or something like that, they would have to make him look different than Superman. Just because we can't have the whole frame Superman thing. Because they've tried that and it just didn't work. Batman vs. Superman burned and died. And yeah! So that was my DC and Marvel expects and wants for movies that are coming in the next five years. Obviously there's more that are, there's different ones that are going to actually happen and there's different ones that'll be announced. And once they're announced, I will definitely be covering those. And yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to tell me what movies that you want to see in the DC and Marvel universes and have a great day. Don't forget to be on the lookout next week for the Far From Home review, and a couple days after that for a Comic-Con wrap-up. Talk to you guys later!